This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 3-1 pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye baseball. Eight strikeouts for the King tonight and make it... 23 consecutive scoreless innings for Phoenix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Kyle Seager, that just happened. Thank you very much. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. All right, welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast at Mariners Pod. You just call it Mariners Pod. Now you can call it whatever you want. Glad you're here once again, as we have a lot to get to. This is going to be a big one. Uh, It was a great weekend for the Mariners, taking two of three from the Angels, an even better road trip, taking two of three from the Yankees, two of three from the Indians, and then two of three from the Angels. A six and three trip from the Mariners as they now come home and will face the Houston Astros and then Kansas City Royals for a homestand, but a great trip for the M's, now 500 as they come home. We're going to talk about the trip coming up, roundtable coming up to talk about, well, all the different aspects of the trip. I'm going to touch on one of them that I think was really important in just a moment. Also coming up, the week that was, will come up at the end of the podcast reviewing what was an outstanding week and a little bit of history in there as well. Felix Hernandez setting the all-time strikeout mark for the Seattle Mariners. He did that over the weekend, a huge deal in Mariners history, uh, history, obviously. He's got a chance to put that strikeout record away for all time. I mean, the numbers that he has a chance to pile up in his career. So that's going to come up as well. Bullpen banter is back. Charlie Furbush wasn't on the team uh, since they were on the road. So it's going to be trainer Rick Riffin. Along with Wade Miley, very timely, who got his first Mariners win yesterday. So that comes up as well. Before we get to anything, I do I have one question. I asked this once last year, and I was blown away by the response. I'm asking it again because I had back-to-back emails that uh, I just received the last couple of days that I'm looking at. Anthony Egan sent me an email from Australia. I think Lismore, Australia. I haven't even had a chance to respond to it yet, but I will. And then Jeff Harmling sent me one from from Houston. And I, last year I was blown away when I asked this because the responses literally came in from all over the world. So I'm asking again, where are you listening to the podcast? Where are you in the world listening to this? Because I'd love to know. I, it was so fun last year when we did this. And I'd like to know again this year. Tweet me at Gary Hill Jr. You can email me as well, GaryHillPXP at gmail.com. But this is fun to go through. So the next couple of days, I'll talk about some of your responses. And uh, Anthony and Jeff, I'll reply to both of you as well. But, uh, yeah, feel free to send me an email anytime. Uh, Questions, thoughts, suggestions, anything. 
Uh, it's always fun. I love the interaction. It's actually my favorite part of this whole thing. And the Mariner fans are very passionate, and I love – the conversation i love talking baseball and i love the interaction so contact me anytime i love it so here we go the mariners take two of three from the angels i'm going to talk about the bullpen in just a second but let's kind of wind our way through the weekend uh, turn back the clock to friday a little bit the mariners had just taken two of three from cleveland riding high after winning that game in the 10th inning over cleveland and then taking on the angels on Friday night. And it was a very interesting ball game against the Angels on Friday. One that featured some tremendous defense, including just an incredible double play turned. Cano, Lynn, both a big part of it. It was just awesome. The one nothing pitch, swinging a ground ball up the middle. Cano at the bag, backhanded stop. He's got it to flip to Marte for one. The relay to first, low, and it's picked in time by Lynn with a long reach to his right. Holy smokes, what a pretty double play. Cano had to negotiate that hop right over the bag at second to backhand it. A short little flip to Marte coming across the bag for the out at second on Ortega. And then Marte's throw to first in time. It was low and wide. Lynn had to reach to his right for the pick. What a double play. I hope you've seen the video by now. Uh, search it out, Mariners.com if you haven't, because it's sensational. Cano. I mean, that thing was a rocket. That was a great play. And then Lind with the stretch, he's he can pick it at first. He has shown that uh, more than a handful of times at first base, and that was another beauty. It, I joked after the game because when I score in my score sheet, I put a star next to great defensive plays. And I looked at my score sheet afterwards, and the Mariners almost formed the Big Dipper on my sheet. I had that, that many great defensive plays. The defense was out. That night, Iwakuma was excellent pitching eight innings, giving up only a couple of runs, but it was a tight ball game. And again, going into the 10th inning, that's when Franklin Gutierrez came up big with a pinch hit base hit. The wind, the pitch, Goody swings, drives it up the middle for a base hit. Marte coming to third, getting waved in by Maniac. The trout comes up with the ball. He throws it home. It's cut off and sliding home. Marte gets the go-ahead run. Gutierrez, a pinch hit RBI single to center field. And in this 10th inning, the Mariners score for the first time since the first. It's 3-2 Mariners. And then something crazy. Back-to-back, back-to-back games of 10th inning home runs as Nelson Cruz went long. The 3-2 swing and a rocket left field. Ortega moving back, moving back, and this is gone. Line drive, laser beam, home run, Nelson Cruz. And this lead of the 10th inning has been lengthened by a couple. It's 5-2 to two Mariners on Nelson Cruz's third home run of the season. 5-2 to two M's, that would be the final score. They would win the game. Mariners take game one of the series. Felix, who was scratched on Friday because of illness, would come back in game two. The Mariners would fall. But Felix makes history. He looks in the sign from Ionetta and the 2-2 on the way. Swing and a miss, strike three, and there it is. The King, Felix Hernandez with career strikeout number 2,163 has just moved by the big unit, Randy Johnson. The all-time strikeout leader in Seattle Mariners history. Felix takes the ball, rolls it on over to Skipper Scott's service. Congratulations to the King, Felix Hernandez. 
And another record for Felix Hernandez. Yeah, another record for Felix. He is the all-time K-King for the Mariners. He went seven, gave up three earned. Mike Trout did it again. Sometimes Mike Trout just takes over a game completely. That's what he did. Two-run home run, also a great defensive play as well. That's what the great ones can do, and Mike Trout did it to the Mariners in game two. So the series was split heading to Sunday, and then Wade Miley on the hill. Mariners, though, got off to a great start in the first inning. Kyle Seager going yard. And the 2-0 pitch to Seager. Here she comes, swinging a high fly ball deep into right field. Calhoun going back to the one track, looking up. Goodbye baseball. Kyle Seager with a three-run, two-out home run here in the top of the first inning. His third home run of the season. So Kyle Seager goes yard. The Mariners have a 4-0 lead, but Miley gives up three in the first. But after that, he would settle in. He was rock solid. The pitch. Strike three called. He gets him at 91. He freezes Trout, who takes the left-hand turn and heads back to the dugout. Yeah, at one point, he retired 11 in a row. He gave up a home run in the eighth. But, you know, given how the game started, uh, you take his line. His line's pretty incredible. Seven and a third, six hits, four runs. Again, three of those in the first inning. A couple of walks and three punch outs for Miley, who really pitched well. And the offense continued to pour it on. The Mariners played some long ball. This one was deep. And the 2-1 pitch. Swing and a well-hit ball deep to right field. Going and going, gone. Goodbye, baseball. Leonis Martin with a line drive home run straight away right field. With Steve Clevenger aboard. Holy smokes, it's now the Mariners six and the Angels three. Home run number three for Leonis Martin. And I'm telling you, he teed off on that pitch. From Matt Shoemaker, the second home run for the Mariners today, 6-3. Mariners on top. We're in the fourth. How about one more for good measure? Uh, measure. Measure. Seth Smith. There goes Nori to third. Pitch swung on. High fly ball deep to right field. Going and going. Calhoun to the wall. Goodbye baseball. Seth Smith with a two-run shot. Way out of here to right field. Mariners third home run of the afternoon. And it's now the Mariners 9, the Angels 4. 9-4, to four, they get the game, they get the series. Winning road trip, more than a winning road trip, 6-3 and three on the trip, an incredible trip. And uh, impressive, very impressive for a number of reasons. Seth Smith, after the game, he talked about it. That, was, that home run was fantastic, too, because Aoki was on the bases and clearly a distraction. And Seth Smith, after the game, talked about how much he likes that? Yeah, I always like that when I'm hitting, and, and it seems like they're, they're they're worried about the base runners because you know it can't help but uh, take a little focus off the batter and put it on the base runner. And um, you know, it's still still a hard game. You still have to uh, you know barrel up some baseballs, but uh, anything that works to your advantage, you, you appreciate. We saw so much good on this road trip. What would you like to see this team bring back to Seattle? Uh, wins. Yeah, yeah, I like wins. Some more wins at home. Yeah, well, everywhere, but uh, we're going to play a lot of games at home, so if we, if we want to be successful, we're going to have to win some of them. There it is. That's that's uh, Smith bottom-lining it. Wins. <laughs> Speaking of bottom lines, Scott Service, he kind of bottom-lined the road trip with one word. Fun, I think, was the word. You know, hadn't been going good for him, and after that first inning, he kind of, like, put his head down and, and felt sorry for himself, but he didn't. He made an adjustment and kept us right in the game. 
He hit the ball well all day, uh, and he really did. But you know, big home run early. Leonis got one, and then you know Smitty finished it off. And I, I thought Marte played a really good game today. It was uh, got on base early, made all the plays in the field. It was a good, good team win. Can you just sum up the road trip? I mean, you went six and three. Fun. fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. No, we played really good baseball. This is kind of what we envisioned. You know, coming out of camp, obviously got a, off to a little slow start on the last homestand. We're anxious to get back home and, and play good there. Um, you know, it's kind of the last little hurdle, and you know, we're in a good spot. We feel good about ourselves, but it was a fun trip. And it really was. I mean, it's a little bit of everything. On the postgame show, I talked about it yesterday, and asking the question, people's favorite part of the road trip, and the answers were all over the place because there's so many different options. And we'll have a discussion here in a moment that points out the same sort of thing. I think the thing that strikes me the most is – the bullpen and how it performed on the road trip. A 1.40 ERA on the trip in 25 and two-thirds innings. Just 13 hits, 13 hits, and 23 punch-outs, eight walks along the way. In all, the bullpen is the whip leader in the American League for bullpens. And it's just remarkable considering where this bullpen was last year and where they are right now. Keep in mind... If you look at the the games last year in terms of pitch games from the bullpen, you had Carson Smith with 70, Rodney 54, Wilhelms in 53, Bimo 53, Farquhar 43, Lowe 34, Furbush 33. I just named seven guys right there, and out of the seven, none are on the active staff right now. Charlie Furbush, of course, they hope to get back soon, but he's not active. And you just go down the list of all the other names that pitched out of the pen last year for the Mariners, Rawlings and Kensing and Rasmussen and Medina, Olsen, Leon, Ramirez, Olmos, Ramirez, Litke, Sucre, Sucre. I mean, the list is so long of guys that pitched out of the bullpen last year. It's amazing the turnover and just from last year to this year, a complete turnover. I mean, the only guys, Nuno and Zick are the only guys who pitched last year that are also in the bullpen, the current bullpen staff. And they're off to an incredible start. And that was a great trip, a 1.40 ERA on the road trip and pitching in pretty high leverage situations. At the start of all of their appearances in terms of innings, all but five were either plus three or minus three, within a safe situation, basically, 21 of the 26 innings, if that makes sense. Hopefully you followed along with that. But 21 of the 26 appearances that the bullpen started an inning, they were either up three or down three. So, you know, they did a lot of work on this trip and in close games. You, you look especially early on, four inning outing, four inning outing, four and a third, three, four and two thirds. So a lot of heavy lifting by the bullpen and, they were wildly successful, and the back end has really been uh, stabilized. C-Shack has been very impressive. Benoit has not been available every day when he's been there. He's been effective, and other guys have stepped up, Peralta, Zick, uh, Montgomery, Nuno. I mean, you go down the list, and they've all been very effective. But to me, that's been a huge key to what the Mariners have been able to do this season, but particularly in this road trip. And in terms of 
American League numbers, bullpen third in ERA, 2.63. Their whip, 0.88, which is first in the AL by far. They're just not allowing base runners at this point. Opponents batting 162 against them, just 31 hits and 54 and two-thirds innings. I mean, some of the hits will even out, but it's a great start. It's a great start for the bullpen and a great sign, I think, moving forward. Mariners outscored their opponents 43-28 to on this trip. They batted 242 as a team, but they drew 27 walks as well in nine games, so three a ball game. That that was a good sign as well, blasting 10 home runs along the way as well. So really impressive trip for the Mariners, I thought. And to talk about it more, let's send it to the roundtable, kind of get everyone's thoughts on important aspects from this trip. Joined here by Rick Riz, Mike Blauer, Shannon Dreyer. And, you know, guys, this has been a road trip where we've seen kind of a little bit of everything from the Mariners. They've won in extra innings. Uh, they've won with good pitching performances. They've won despite some poorer pitching performances. Now, for, for you guys, what has stood out the most about this road trip, which has been very successful? For me, it's been the bullpen because we had so many question marks about them, but not only what they've done in individual appearances, but what they've been able to do in really filling a lot of innings. And that is with, I'm not sure how aware people are of this, there have been pitchers that have been down for a good amount of time in that bullpen. In that bullpen. Joaquin Benoit has been day-to-day and more day-off than day-on. Nuno was down for a few days very quietly. which Was out for about a week we didn't see him. We didn't see him. He was up in the pen a little bit and really not sure if he was going to go in, but they were able to withstand that too. To see back-to-back-to-back performances from Peralta and Ciszek, good performances. To see Peralta come in and face the heart of the Angels lineup and to see Ciszek really resembling what he resembled before 2015 and improving more velocity on the fastball, sharper slider, showing more confidence in that. To me, just seeing them take the ball the way they have on this trip and and be as effective as they have, that's been the biggest thing that's jumped out at me. I would say watching Kevin Kremen eat the lion's share of a porterhouse in Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) I I think what I'm I'm going to go to, because I think it's something that they should be able to do, and, and it's going to happen for the rest of the year and be consistent, and it's going to help them win games, is the way they play defense. I think if you look at the start of the season, they struggled out of the gate, making some mistakes, some errors, some things would just seemed odd to even see. Yeah. And then if you think about this road trip, and as Shannon said, the bullpen has been outstanding. The pitching overall I think has been pretty good, but the defense has really played well, and they've turned some, some big-time double plays, difficult double plays, uh, and I think that's something that we're going to see for the rest of the year. I'll take the offensive side on this road trip. Uh, last year, the Mariners had a really rough time winning one-run decisions and winning in extra innings. And I, I like what I've seen offensively as far as fundamental baseball. The other day in Cleveland, you had huge walks in that inning. Uh, Clevenger with a walk. Uh, Goody with a walk to get Cano up there at home plate to be the hero, and he was. Hit that home run to straightaway center field. The Mariners win in 10 innings after they had a big lead, lost that lead. It was 5 nothing, 7-3. There was 7-7. Seven, seven. Uh, a lot of times you don't come back like that, but they did. They won the game 10-7. Now they come here to Anaheim, and they win in extra innings in, in 10 innings. Uh, great at bats. Marte with a leadoff single. Sacrifice bunt by Aoki. Then a uh, Goody comes off the bench, gets a clutch base hit, a pitch at RBI single. Mariners have the lead. And then uh, here comes Nelly Cruz. Boom, line drive home run that you just so very well described. And the Mariners win that ball game 5-10 to 10 
five to two rather in ten innings. So back to back ten inning wins a lot of clutch base hits uh, when, you know when they matter of course that makes them clutch but good sound fundamental baseball to move some runners along get on keep that line moving and the Mariners have come away with some mighty big wins on this road trip. You know when I think about the Mariners so far this year Scott Service has done a, a really nice job utilizing the tools that have been given to him by Jared Apoto and that includes the bench and uh, this is something that I think really we saw beginning the final swing of the homestand from Deho Lee that's Mariners pinch hitters I mean, this has been a trend early on this season mm -hmm. a trend of success Mariners pinch hitters right now batting 364 on the season there's almost a, a bit of a National League feel to the Mariners at times late in games because you know that if uh, if Lynn is in the starting lineup and here comes a left-hander out of the bullpen. Uh, it's going to be uh, either Dejo Lee or Franklin Gutierrez or a, a guy coming off the bench. And we've seen some really uh, professional at-bats from guys who've been on the bench all day. Including Adam Lynn last night. Yeah, you're right. I, I think, you know, he ends up with a pinch hit last night, two for two in the game after he came off the bench. Um, I, I thought it was important for Adam to, to string together some at-bats. Mariners saw so many left-handed starters at the start of the year, and he started off slowly, one for 17. But now that he's getting an opportunity to be in the regular lineup when he gets a chance to come off the bench he's going to be more effective and I think that now it's going to be a situation for Scott Service to find a way to get Sardinius in the lineup a little bit more just so that when you need him he's capable of helping you and now the trick's going to be how to take this momentum from the road back home no matter what happens today the Mariners will finish with a winning road trip five and three on the trip but uh, Gary it's not going to be easy when the Mariners get home the Astros come to town they sure seem like they're better than what their record is mm. and then Boy, the Kansas City Royals defending World Series champions, and they're still, uh, by and large, looking like it. So hopefully a strong finish today and take some Momo back home to Seattle. Yeah, it's pretty great. Such a good sign, I think, when there's – I mean, you could pick out so many different things, the defense, the bullpen, you know, so many things that are working right now for the Mariners. And now they'll take it home tonight to take on the Houston Astros. It's funny, as I record this, the Astros are still playing. I usually record these pretty late – but today a little bit earlier with the day game. But the Astros are still going right now. They're playing Sunday night baseball. They're losing to the Red Sox 7-5. to They're in the bottom of the 12th inning as I record this. Keep in mind, after this game, Houston's got to hop on a plane, fly to Seattle, and Taiwan waiting for Houston when they get here. Walker will get the ball in game one. 7-10 tonight from Safeco Field. Walker against old friend Doug Fister. And then Nathan Carnes on Tuesday will get the call, 7-10 first pitch. Dallas Keuchel will get the call. And then Iwakuma will go on Wednesday against Colin McHugh. So good pitching matchups for this series and an important series for the Houston Astros, especially depending on how the one tonight turns out. But the Astros are not off to a good start this season, and they obviously want to turn things around as quickly as possible. And, again, I talk about it a lot. I'm not a standings guy this early in the season, but considering what we talked about before the season in terms of this division and how competitive and how bunched these teams could be, and it is so playing out that way to start the season, I mean, it makes you kind of laugh to look at the standings in the American League because you have Oakland and Texas at 10 and 9, you have the Mariners at 9 and 9, and the Angels at 8 and 11. I mean, so competitive. Everyone is right there. And then Houston at 6-12 and 12 right now, just 2-7 and seven on the road so far this season. They've played better at home, but just a game below 500. And, again, that record's depending on 
what happens in this game. They still have two more outs before Boston tries to close this one down. But, you know, an incredibly competitive division. And I think it's going to stay competitive throughout just the makeup of the division. Texas now has lost three in a row. Cole Hamels was scratched tonight, so they have some things they're fighting through. Oakland, meanwhile, after really getting hot, winning six in a row, they've dropped a couple in a row. But I think these teams are going to ride the wave, you know, kind of up and down a little bit through the season, and it's going to stay pretty close. But the Mariners will be playing a lot of the division coming up, so some big games, and, of course, playing the defending champion Kansas City Royals coming up, and we'll have that matchup a preview coming up in the next couple of days as well. Right now, though, we're going to have some fun, although I think we've had some fun already, right? I think it's been kind of fun. But we're going to have more fun. We're going to hand it over to bullpen banter. Rick Griffin gets the call, along with Wade Miley. Hello, everyone. It's bullpen banter here with Rick Griffin filling in once again, which is becoming a habit, for Charlie Furbush. And today my special guest is a new Seattle Mariner, Wade Miley. And uh, ultimately we'll ask you a few questions regarding the state of Louisiana. But first, I'm curious, why did you pick the number 20 or was that assigned to you? Um, no, I actually picked the number 20. I, have, I had a close friend, sad story, a close friend of mine who, uh, my best friend, he passed away from, from brain cancer and he wore number 20 and uh, uh, it's kind of, when I got to Boston, 36 and 33 weren't available. 20 was. He was still living. So I asked him about it. He said, yeah, wear 20. So yeah, wear 20. So That's awesome. I remember you talking with me about that in spring training. So that's, that's awesome. Uh, and I didn't know that. I was going in a different direction with that. Gorman Thomas wore number 20 when he was here. And Gorman Thomas was always one of my favorite players. And you remind me of Gorman because you got a little bit of that wild and craziness in your <laughs> actions in your eyes. So that's, uh, that's why I ask you. But that's, that's a great story. And uh, now that you've had a little bit of time to be up in Seattle and it wasn't raining, what do you think so far? It was beautiful. I mean, everything I heard was rainy, nasty weather. Uh, but the summer's supposed to be beautiful. But, uh, I mean, I got welcome great. It was uh, 75 degrees. I think the last day we were there it rained a little bit. But uh, for the most part, it's been great. You know the show uh, Swamp People? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do. I've watched the show Swamp People and some of those guys, yeah. Have you, have you ever been on that show? No, I've never been on that show. Uh, but I, there's a couple guys from very, very close to where I live that, uh, that try to track down those alligators as a hobby. I'm not sure why. I mean, they might, might make a little money on the side, but it's a little dangerous. So uh, stay away from that. For a minute, I was watching it the other night, and I thought I might have saw you on one of the shows. But <laughs> I guess that wasn't you. So what's, what's your favorite thing to do uh, when you're not, not playing baseball? I got a few things I enjoy, uh, mainly off-season. You have to go home and spend time with family, but I, I really enjoy to hunt. Uh, spend a lot of time in the outdoors, fishing, hunting. Ever since I was a little kid, my grandpa and my dad, they got me started on that, and that's kind of just that's, that's my second life, and uh, I enjoy it. I hadn't met you until you came over here, obviously, but you and I went to a rodeo yeah. in, in spring training, and I didn't realize that you enjoyed rodeo, and you told me that you used to raise bulls and that you still buy bulls. We were, uh, beef cattle. We have cattle. We have bulls. We have, we're just trying to... Uh, Make a few dollars, and, and my brother, he really enjoys it. I really enjoy it when I'm home, and uh, just try to uh, get a good herd going and, uh, and sell a few here and there, buy a few here and there, and just uh, make time go by. Tell uh, our wonderful listening audience about your experience riding a bull when you were in high school. Uh, it's, it's, it's a little bit crazy. It's not the, uh, it's not the smartest thing I've probably ever, ever done in my life, but uh, tried it out, didn't work out very well, and uh, moved on. <laughs> did, did you break a bone in this little incident? 
No, no, it was it was nice and easy. Maybe a little sprain. How, how long did you stay on the bull? About a second and a half, two seconds. <laughs> long enough till I could find a good spot to fall. Yeah, that's not a fun thing to do is try to ride a bull. I know that for a fact. Uh, what's your favorite food? Pizza, probably. Uh, it, it changes back and forth. Uh, I guess fast food. If it's a home-cooked meal, I would say probably my mom's roast. Uh, we go in the holidays. She cooks a good roast, rice and gravy, stuff like that. But, if, I mean, if I'm on the, on the road or something, it's real, real easy to order a pizza somewhere, and I, I can enjoy that. Pizza's pretty good. As far as a television show, I, I've asked a couple of our other guests what their favorite TV show. I've got some pretty surprising answers, so I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite TV show? There's so many of them. My wife watches TV shows nonstop, and I get caught up in some of this stuff. Right now, there's a TV show called Fixer Upper. I mean, it's, it's based out of Waco, Texas. I guess that's pretty high up on the list. I told Rick one the other day, and I can't, I, I don't remember what it was. What did I tell you the other day? I watched a lot. I, I know it wasn't the Kardashians like Goody. I know <laughs> no, that. No, no, definitely not, not, definitely not the Kardashians. I, I can honestly say and proudly say I've never seen an episode of the Kardashians, so, and hopefully that, I can keep that streak going. All right, look, here's the last question. If you were a superhero, what would your, your power be that you'd want to have? That's a tough question. I hate flying, so I don't want to fly. Strength, maybe? I mean, like the Hulk? Yeah, like the Hulk, where if I just wanted to bash something, I, I'm just uh, probably, probably play good in baseball. Probably got a pretty good heater, you know, strong. <laughs> Blow by a few guys as long as they don't have that same superpower. But, uh, yeah, maybe I, I would guess power, strength, stuff like that. All right. Well, thank you for being on the uh, Charlie Furbush edition of the Bullpen Banner. And uh, welcome to Seattle, and glad to have you over here. Oh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. There it is, bullpen banter. And finally, we're going to end things with the week that was. So we usually end things on a Monday. And I hope you enjoy this one, including my nod to Randy Johnson and Felix Hernandez, who passes Randy Johnson as the all-time Mariners strikeout leader. This is the week that was. A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners past week. On Mariners Magazine. The 2-1 pitch, swinging a ground ball fair. There it is, fair ball, right past the bag at first and down the right field line. Lynn Ronnie third, he's going to score. Iannetta the third, going to be waved in. Here's the throw in, cut off by Kipnis. No relay to the plate. Iannetta will score, and around to third goes Nori Aoki with a two-out, two-run triple. Walker looks in, the windup and the 2-2. Curveball, strike three call, and he got him looking. Holy smokes, Uncle Charlie showed up at the front door. A curveball at 76 miles an hour. Strikeout number five for Taiwan Walker. And he gets Naquin looking. What a pitch. We talked about it, you know, a little bit to kind of you know, elevate your game to be kind of one of the elite guys, you know. He doesn't always have to come out and just try to pinpoint it. Um, sometimes you just let it rip. And that's, he certainly was letting it go tonight. And the count two and two to Napoli. Here's the pitch. Strike three called. He burns the outside corner. He blows it in there at 96 miles an hour. Oh, no. Big river. Oh, no. The 0-2 slider swing and a miss. Strike three and the ball game is over. The Mariners win it tonight. 2-1 to one over the Cleveland Indians. The series is tied at 1-1 apiece. The 2-1 pitch. Swing and a fly ball deep down the right field line. Chisenhall going back to the one. He tracked to the wall. Goodbye baseball. Steve Clevenger with his first home run as a Seattle Mariner with Adam Lind aboard. Cleveland City. 
The pitch to Canelli swings and smacks it out to center field. Naquin racing back. He's out of the warning track. He's at the wall, and it's gone into the bushes. A three-run homer for Robinson Cano. He absolutely pummeled that pitch from out into straightaway center field with two outs, a mammoth three-run homer, and the Mariners have taken a 10-7 lead here in the top of the 10th inning. Booyah. We're playing more relaxed, I think. You know, we're out here having fun. Um, you know, I think in Seattle we were kind of pressing a little bit. Uh, it's a little early to be doing that, but we're having a lot more fun right now in the clubhouse and just, you know, being a team. Booyah on the radio. Booyah, booyah. The 1-0 pitch, swinging a ground ball up the middle. Cano at the bag, backhanded stop. He's got it to flip to Marte for one. The relay to first. Low, and it's picked in time by Lynn with a long reach to his right. Holy smokes, what a pretty double play. The 0-2 pitch, splitter swinging a ground ball to Lynn at first. He's got it behind the bag. The toss to Iwakuma at the bag, and it's in time to get Ortega to retire the side. And Iwakuma's retired the last 10 in a row. The wind the pitch, Goody swings, drives it up the middle for a base hit. Marte coming to third, getting waved in by Maniac. The trout comes up with the ball. He throws it home. It's cut off, and sliding home, Marte gets the go-ahead run. The 3-2 swing and a rocket left field. Ortega moving back, moving back, and this is gone. Line drive, laser beam, home run, Nelson Cruz. And this lead of the 10th inning has been lengthened by a couple. It's 5-2 Mariners on Nelson Cruz's third home run of the season. He hit it really hard. You saw that. He was, it was amazing. How, I mean, the high of the ball, it, just, it was an amazing home run. Great for the team. And they're going to go down and get the big guy, Randy Johnson. Swing and a miss! He's done it! Branding iron hot. Swing and a miss! He's done it! Randy Johnson has 300, and he did it! He put it right on the rump of the old steer, and burned it right he in the air. in the sign from Ionetta and the 2-2 on the way swing and a missed strike three and there it is the king Felix Hernandez with career strikeout number 2163 has just moved by the big unit Randy Johnson the all-time strikeout leader in Seattle Mariners history Felix takes the ball rolls it on over to skipper Scott service congratulations to the king Felix Hernandez Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey.